Okay, good, good afternoon, everybody. Bezrat Hashem. Uh, this, this week, we're going to diverge from our uh, general minhag um, of going through the Tsurba, uh, the Tsurba series um, because we want to prepare for Purim. And uh, this year, Purim has many, many nuances that are not usual to, um, to regular years. Uh, in Israel, it's also Purim Meshulash. Um, that means that basically Purim for Jerusalem and other walled cities uh, from the time of Yeshua bin Nun should theoretically celebrate Purim on Shabbos. Now, that's a challenge because um, Hazal said that we don't read the Megillah on Shabbat and also fulfilling the other mitzvot and one doesn't seem to do on Shabbat as well. So that is a challenge, that is a nuance that we don't have every year. Um, uh, also for people that are not in walled cities, the fact that Purim falls out on Thursday night and Friday also has some uh, nuance halachot. Um, so that's one, one aspect why this year is unique. The second aspect is because of Corona, um, many people are not going to be able to get to shul to hear the Megillah, either because they are in quarantine in Bidud uh, or because they are not vaccinated, they can't get to shul, um, or because shuls are closed. And what do you do in such a case? So one option, which is obviously the best option, is that people should read in their homes with the kosher cloth. Um, however, that answer uh, or that solution is not practical for most people. Firstly, not many people have a kosher Megillah in their homes. Secondly, even if they have a kosher Megillah, not many people are able to read it. Now, that second problem, uh, one theoretically can get around because you could uh, listen to a reading uh, verse by verse and then read it inside um, or, or, or look at the uh, look at the Megillah in a Chumash and then read it from the Klaf and do it like that slowly and one could definitely fulfill one's obligation. However, again, for most people, this is not a practical solution. So now the question becomes, can one listen to Megillah, um, can one listen to Megillah through Zoom, through a radio, through all these uh, technological uh, solutions and does that work halachically? Now, according to everybody, it seems that this is only a question, bediyeved, or bishatat chak. It's not a lechatchila. And as we'll see, there's a huge machloket between the poskim, whether this actually works. So I'm, I'm going to read with you uh, in the beginning of today's shir, uh, a tshuva from Rav Ra'im Cohen. <clears throat> wrote a tshuva around, around this. And he, he brings many of the sources, and I think it's a, it's a very nice uh, summary of, of how he puts things. But he says like this, what, is it, what, it, what, what does it come down to? So let's read inside. Shoresh HaShela, I'm uh, over here, Shoresh HaShela, right? The basis of our discussion is Legabe Hagdarat Shmi'ah Nachutz Behagdarat Akol. 
regarding how we define listening when it comes to and 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 defining the voice. Regarding all types of technical uh, technological advances that are based on some electronic device, the human voice is transformed into some type of technological, I don't know what they are, or tot. Or tot means, I don't know, numbers or, or lines or waves or whatever it's called. And that is then transformed back into uh, <clears throat> into waves uh, that we can hear through some type of uh, movement of a membrane. Therefore, the waves of the the voice doesn't go penetrate directly the ear, rather it goes through some type of transformation, then it gets transformed back into a uh, what what's it called? A voice wave? Is that the correct English? I'm not sure what the correct English is. Uh, um, sound wave, sound wave. It, it gets transformed back into a sound wave, and then the ear hears it. At first gets transformed into some type of electronic measurement, which is then transformed back into a sound wave. Regarding mitzvot that need us to hear, Right? Do we need the voice of the original voice or the original sound wave? Or perhaps any uh, sound that is created from Koach Adibur. So he first quotes Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach. Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach, Tamala poskim shekeilu lishmoa megila derech haramko. Rav Zaman Aubach was astounded at certain poskim that were lenient regarding hearing Kriyata Megillah through a microphone. And he explains, this is from the Minchat Shlomo, he's quoting. Nire, kol shofar o mikra Megillah, one who hears the voice of the shofar or the reading of the Megillah, al yadei telephone, either through a telephone or ramko or microphone, lo klal, has not fulfilled his obligation at all. Only when um, the ear, that basically the ear is literally get some type of uh, measurement or roshem or, or mark through in, in a direct way, through the voice of the shofar that the sound wave kind of travels through the air, the Otserbo Galekol, and creates the sound wave as Chashiv Shomea Kol Shofar. That's when I'm listening to the voice of the Shofar. But if I'm only hearing the movements of a membrane, i.e., whatever it is, the, the sound system, right? 
that is vibrating, creating new sound waves, says, says Rav Shlomo Zaman, Although they also create sound waves, right? Almost exactly the same as a kol shofar. Nevertheless, From here, it is only the sound wave of a membrane, i.e. of an electronic device, and not the sound wave created by the shofar. And this is brought down in his response, Minchat Shlomo, Chelek Aleph, Siman Tet. He then, Shlomo Zaman, takes us the next step, and he says, what's the difference between a, a, a microphone to hearing it through a recording? You know, someone recorded the Megillah, and then I, I hear it five hours later. In the end of the day, says Rav Shlomo there's no distinction because both of them, you're not hearing directly from the shofar or from the balkore. You're hearing some transformed sound wave. And that's not, which, which is, uh, call it, connected to a device. It's not connected to the shofar or it's not connected to the mikra, to the balkore. Okay. Um, now, who supports this opinion of Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach? The Minchat Elazar, uh, who was one of the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one, one of the um, Talmidim Muvhakim of the Khatam Sofer. Right? So we're going quite a while back. And also, after Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach, modern day poskim, such as other modern day poskim, such as Rav Sternbuch and uh, Rav Brown, who writes in Shari Matsuyanim Ba'alacha, and Rav Yaakov Ariel, they all four felt the same way, that basically you're transforming um, the sound waves into an electronic measurement, which then creates new sound waves, and that is not the sound waves of the, of the original voice of the shofar or Kriyata Megillah. On the other hand, right, on the other hand, we find he quotes a letter of Rav Cook. Um, Rav Cook is asked regarding if a person hears tefillah, can one answer Amen or Kedusha, etc. So says Rav Cook, telephone or radio, Kedusha or Baruch regarding Kedusha or regarding Baruch can one can one listen to this? Can, sorry, can one answer Amen? We have ruled since there is a minion in a certain place this goes back to our shear on on uh, creating uh, on where you whether you have to be in one place or not since there is a minion in one place he's quoting the gemara over there and therefore what the people that are even in a, from a distance can answer Amen. Now, perhaps you can say, this is not the original voice. This is what the Gemara calls Kol Havara, right? Uh, some type of echo or something which is uh, not the original voice. 
אין לנו חילוק זה כי אם דווקא בשופר. This is only necessary for the shofar, מה שאין כן בענייני תפילה. דקור שהוא שומע עניין, אין כבד ויכול לענות. As long as he hears it, he can definitely answer. Now, what comes out from Rav Kook <coughs> is that he makes a distinction between shofar and tefillah. When it comes to tefillah, as long as you can hear, that's good enough and you can answer amen. When it comes to shofar, that's a problem. It seems like, it seems like it's a problem according to Rav Kook, and he wasn't prepared to be mekel regarding shofar, but he was prepared to be mekel uh, regarding um, uh, regarding tefillah. Where, where does uh, Mikra Megillah fall in, into this uh, category? So one could argue that, well, Mikra Megillah is very similar to Shofar, in that there's a mitzvah, uh, there's a positive mitzvah you have to listen, whereas Tefillah is something different. If you hear, you're allowed to answer Amen or not. It's very different to fulfilling a mitzvah. Um, so not necessarily, not necessarily can we prove 100% from Rav Kook, what he would say about Mikra Megillah, but, but one could argue that Rav Kook wouldn't, wouldn't say that it is permitted. The, the Minchat Yitzchak over here um, quotes the Har Tzvi, quotes Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, was the Rav of Yerushalayim 50 or 60 years ago, and he quotes as follows. Because if he hears a echo or whatever, he has not fulfilled his uh, voice, his obligation. The Bakol Shofar, because the Kol Shofar, there is a, a problem if you hear the, the voice of the Shofar together with another Shofar. Or you hear the shofar together with trumpets or something else. But here we start finding a distinction between shofar and kriyata Torah and kriyata megillah. Harei says Rav Frank, he hears the voice of the kore, but he is uh, mixed with a kolacher. Yesh ladun, the shapir yotzei gam kishenitarev bo mi kolacher. That one fulfills one's obligations also when one hears another voice. Da kol hu mi kore. Everything is from the voice of the kore. V'chola kolot kshirim. Now, what, what exactly is Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank saying? Let's read this line again. Aval b'kriyata Torah o'amegila. Harei shomea kol ha-kore ele shemurav gam kol ha-cher. In the end of the day, he hears the voice of the kore, but he also hears another voice. And therefore, since regarding kriyata megila, there's no problem of a mixture, yeish ladun d'shapi yotzei gam k'shenitarev mo mikol ha-cher. Da'akolo mikoach ha-kore. Because it's all coming from the strength or from the voice of the kore, the kol hakolot kshirim. Now, how did Rav Frank understand the reality of the 
of what we just described, of basically when you hear it through a radio, through a microphone, or in our case, through Zoom. What exactly did Rob Frank understand? And based on that, did he paskin? So here, Rav Oshavai says he, he, uh, he misunderstood the reality. Um, says Rav Oshavai, right? That basically Rav, Rav Frank understood that on the one hand, you still hear the original voice. You just, you just hear an additional microphonic voice. And that's why he was Michael, because the original voice is still there. So says Rav Weiss, but, but that's not true. I mean, as, as we explained before, what happens is the original voice basically gets transformed and then a new sound wave is created. Now, based on, based on that, says Rav Weiss, if Rav uh, Frank would have understood the reality different, he would have also agreed that you cannot fulfill your obligation of Mikra Megillah through Zoom, okay? So that is the opinion of, uh, of Rav, uh, Rav Oshavait, that he holds that Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank basically didn't understand the, um, the nature of the microphone. And one could be medite that from his, from his words. Um, now Rav Raim argues that clearly from the words of Rav Kook, one can't say that. One can't say that because in the words of Rav Cook, um, he clearly understood that the original voice kind of disappeared and the new voice, uh, um, a new sound wave is created. He says like this, this is the words of Rav Cook. radio or telephone Rav Cook is discussing a problem that, you know, if it's going through different places, it might be going through a place of Tuma, right? And therefore, it might be a problem. He says, not only a telephone where it's going through wires, even a radio that's being um, <clears throat> listened to in every place. Since you can only hear it through this machona, now Rav Cook was talking about the problem of tuma, but says Rav Raim Cohen, you see from here that according to Rav Cook clearly understood that there is a new sound wave going on. Now, how do we understand? How do we understand? Uh, how do we understand? Rav Oshavais, uh, sorry, not Rav Oshavais, Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank. Rav Raim Cohen wants to, uh, um, he wants to explain that even according to Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, Rav Frank understood the nature of how uh, sound waves are transformed and nevertheless he was Michael. Now let's, uh, let's read over here this, um, this paragraph over here. We found Matsinu le Rav Yosef Engel that holds Sheshmiya liyadei telephone keshmiya lechol davar. Why? Sharei shmiya mevuseset al tznudot. In the end of the day, the way we hear is through movement. 
it's through sound waves, but it's basically through movement. We're still hearing the normal way of hearing, and it's still being, and therefore that's the that's the ikar. Now, Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach himself brings in the name of the Chazonish, and this is very interesting, in the same Tshuva, he says like this, after I've already published my Tshuva, I was able to speak to the Chazonish, and he said to me, what Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach said was, listen, it's a new, it's a new sound wave, and then it, it, it's Pashut that it's not Kol Shofar, it's not Kriyat Megillah. Says the uh, Chazonish, ain't ze kokach Pashut. Not so simple. Why? V'yitachein. Because it's possible to say, the keivan shehakol nishma notzar al medaber, that since the voice that was um, um, heard was still created by a person, wasn't created by a robot. Initially, it was created by a person verbalizing something. And similarly, the person hearing it is hearing it in a very normal way. Efshar, says the Chazonish, Efshar, it's possible. This is considered based on the Medaber or the Tokea. What's, what's the Chazonish highlighting? The point over here is that it was the sound was originally created in a normal way, the way people speak. And it was heard the way people hear. If people speak and people hear in that way, then that would be, maybe that's considered Shomer. And this is also the wording of Rav the Tzitzeliezer, as well as Rav Moshe Feinstein regarding Migilat Esther. Okay, so he says like this: And uh, how do we know what Koach Hashmiya is? Isn't Shmia also kind of that you create something that moves in the air, we'll call it a sound wave that gets to his ear. Even though there's a slight delay between the medaber and the shomea, it's still called hearing. And therefore, says the Grot Moshe, so, so in the end of the day, as long as it's been said in the way it's been said, and it's being heard in the way you people usually hear, that should be good enough. Now, this chiluk of Rav Moshe Feinstein as well, or it's actually more clear in the words of the Chazonish. Chazonish is highlighting, as long as someone is speaking in the natural way and someone is hearing in the natural way, then it should be considered shomer, shmia. Now, enough gemina between um, what the Chazonish is saying now is <clears throat> what happens if one were to 
tape the recording, tape it, and then replay it two hours later. The Chazonish is highlighting that it was said the way it was said and was heard the way it was heard, i.e. this is the way people, this is the natural way people talk and the way people hear. But if it were to be delayed, now, there's a delay of two seconds or whatever it is, that's natural. You know, when people see lightning and they hear, hear, the, um, hear the thunder two seconds later, that's still, that's still in the natural world, that's acceptable. But to, you know, record a shear and listen to it two hours later, that is not the way of Medabrim and the, the, the way of Shomer. So according to this says Rav, um, says Rav Ra'im, right? That according to the Chazanish, you, you can distinguish between a recording and something that is live. Remember Rav, Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach said, listen, once you transform the, um, transform the sound waves, what difference does it make? What difference does it make if it is recorded or not? It's not the same thing. And therefore, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to fulfill your obligation. According to what the Chazonish is saying, there's a big difference. A recording is not the way of the Medabrim and the Shomim. But if it's live, it is the way of the Medabrim and the Shomim. Um, now, let's go back to the wording, this line of Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank. Here, here, he quotes it again. He says like this. Hakol hu mikoach hakore v'kol hakolot k'sherim. Now, Rav Reim Cohen wants to claim, as opposed to Rav Osha Weiss, that uh, Rav Frank didn't necessarily understand the reality of how the sound waves were actually transformed. Rav Reim Cohen says, no, Rav Frank understood it, which is, by the way, quite logical because Rav Frank was living, he was a Talmud of Rav Cook. And if we say that Rav Cook understood it, then very difficult to say that Rav, Rav Frank didn't. Uh, Rav Frank is like the next almost, well, no, he, he's the same generation, but he was younger than Rav Cook. And, um, and he, you know, he continued to live another 30 years after Rav Cook. Um, and, the, and, and they were in close contact. So very difficult to assume that one understood this way. But could be, could be even in today's times, different poskim understand things different ways. Some poskim understand, have uh, this uh, background, some don't. But says Rav Raim Koraim, no, look at the wording of, of Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank. What's he he's stressing? Hakol humikoach hakorei. In the end of the day, it's coming from the voice of the Medaber. And he's, according to Rav Raim, he's basically uh, assuming the opinion of the Chazonish. That if you have a medaber and you have a shomea and it's coming for the the it's coming originally from the medaber and this is why people speak and this is why people listen that's good enough that's good enough and therefore there wouldn't be a problem. So let's just summarize what we've seen up until now. According to Rav Shlomo and Arbach, you have transformed into a new sound wave. Once it's a new sound wave, this is no longer halachically the original voice. And therefore, you cannot fulfill your obligation, not of Kriyata Torah, not of Kriyata Megillah, not of Shofar. According to <clears throat> the Chazonish, it's possible. Now, the Chazonish just said Efshar. He doesn't, 
doesn't say it as a, as a definite, but according to the Chazanish, it's possible that as long as you are speaking in the way of, of the, uh, you know, the way people speak and you are uh, hearing the way people hear, that could be good enough. As opposed to, for example, um, you know, musicians on their, on their keyboards. So they can, they can push a button and, uh, and a, you know, an applause can, will, will, will be heard, right? You push a button, there's an applause. You push a button, another button, there's a drum beat. So the original creation of the sound was not Derech Hamadabrim wasn't the usual way of, of doing it. It was created by a computer. That everyone would agree is not acceptable, right? You can't create the, the original voice from the computer. But here, that's not the case. The original voice was a human blowing the shofar or blowing or, or, or reading the Megillah. And the person that is listening is listening in the normal way people listen. If that's the case, it could be that even though there's a transformation during the process, as long as the transformation is not delaying, and when I say delaying, we, you know, I would imagine not more than a, than a, let's call a tochkadei dibur, you know, like a one or two or three seconds. That's good enough. That's good enough. All right. Um, so we saw that it, that is also the opinion of Rav Moshe Feinstein and the opinion of the Tzitzeliezer. So on the one hand, we have Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach telling us that this is no good. We also have Rav, Rav Sternbuch saying it's no good. We have the Minchat Lazar, Rav Yaakov Ariel. They all say this cannot be done. Then you have, on the other hand, the Tzitzeliezer and Rav Moshe Feinstein that are basically Meikel. The Chazonish says it Bederich Efshar as a possibility. Um, so what do we do? Now, just before we continue, it gets a bit, uh, and that is, um, so, uh, the, 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 one, one of the other shilas that comes up over here is um, people that unfortunately have, have bad uh, hearing that they need a cochlear implant um, or, uh, or they need to hear through a, um, through a hearing uh, aid. Right? So it could be that this is this is part of the discussion, right? Um, but there could be also a distinction between Kriyata Megillah and, and, and Shofar. We know that according to Kriyata Megillah, or let's go, we know that regarding Kriyat Shofar, the mitzvah is to hear. Regarding Kriyata Megillah, the mitzvah is actually to read or to say the Megillah. Uh, it's just that when we hear the Megillah, it's as if we actually read the Megillah. It could be that there's a difference between if the Chiyuv is to hear and I hear it in a Kol Havara, that's a problem regarding Shofar, but not necessarily a problem regarding uh, Mikra Megillah. And that's a, just a very interesting uh, discussion, and he quotes over here uh, Rav Rabinovich, who discusses this in. Uh, let's just read. He uh, Rav Rabinovich discusses how is it possible that in the in the Navi, 
We know in the Tanakh, it says that Hashem called out to Shmuel, and Shmuel heard, but Eli didn't hear. So what do you learn from that? Um, so he says like this, Melamed, and then he brings the example of also Moshe at the snake. Now, the voice was heard in the brain of Moshe Rabbeinu. However, it says, Now, for human beings, I not for Nevi'im, we need certain kalim. We need eyes and we need uh, ears. But the actual defining factor of the action is in the brain. And therefore we have learned that if in theory you could kind of uh, interchange the eye or the um, the eye or the ear regarding with other um, vessels and to come to the same hasaga or in the case of the Navi he doesn't need them at all right? perhaps this is still considered hearing or still considered seeing so therefore, he says like this, according to this, Rav Rabinovich, right, uh, agreed, yeah, over here, he's talking about a cochlear implant, and he says that that would be uh, perfectly acceptable, and that is considered Shomer, okay? Um, so now it comes down to, Ulam kefishig darnul or divrei achazonish, Telephone or Galay Radio. Right? That basically, based on this, we have to assume we, we have to according to the Chazonish, we have to be makpid that there's no delay. So as long as it's Derech Hamadabrim, Hashomim, that could be okay. And he says, uh, according to Rav Rabinovich, Derech Hashomim, as long, even if you have to uh, enhance your certain uh, certain limbs, such as a cochlear implant, that wouldn't that wouldn't take anything away. Now look at his uh, his uh, maskana. Me'ayun bedivrei aposkim ole. From what we've seen above, let us uh, come to the following conclusion: She'ikar machloket im yotzim yedei chovah b'shmiat ma'amatzim elektronim hi ma'i hagdarat hashmiya b'halacha. How do you define listening in halacha? Ha'im pula shmiyah mugderet rakapi al yedei shmiyat galayakol. Is it through the voice, the the what's it called, the sound waves of the original uh, of the original voice ha'yesharim shelamashmiyah of the person who's speaking, or gam al yedei shmiyat kol shenotzar mikuach hamashmiyah, or even if it is not the original voice, but it is sound waves that were caused by the original person, by the Medaber, that's also called Shomer. 
Amadod who Hakol Hayesharim, according to Rav Shlomo Zamanorbach, Rav Sternbuch, Rav Yaakov Ariel, Minchat Elazar, if it's not the original coal, it's nothing. But Achen Kol Shmiya Baramkol Psula, anything via Ramkol would be possible. The Ilu Ladata Rav Kuk, but according to the Rav Kuk, Chazonish, Vesiatam, right? The Hayetzirata Kol Aliyadei Adam Mikoach Piv, as long as he's speaking the way people usually speak, and Kam Bebshniya Derech Ramkol. It's not necessarily that that doesn't destroy it. Now, Rav Raim Cohen claims that these poskim did not make a mistake in understanding the the Metzius. Definitely, Rav Moshe Feinstein, not uh, not the Tzitzil Yezer. Rav Raim says also not Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank. Rav Moshe Weiss argues with that. Okay. Then we said, and this is interesting, Gamla data gown of Shlomazaman Orbach. Even according to Shlomazaman Orbach, Yesh let Sarefeta Udasha, Kriat Megila, Oskim Besafek Bedivre Kabala. In the end of the day, it's a Safek the Rabbanan. Safek Divre Kabala, which is Safek the Rabbanan. It's a question whether Divre Kabala is more than a Rabbanan or not, but let's say he says over here, it comes down to the end of the day, it's a suffix the Rabbanan, as opposed to Tkiata Shofar. Obviously, that's a mitzvah minatora, that's a suffix Doraita. Yeter al okay. furthermore, Hagama Gaon Rashlama Zamar Obach Atzmoevi, etaidutra chazonish, umikanshu ki bel sheesh makom lesvara. Ayi. The fact that Rashlama Zaman Obach quotes the chazonish and doesn't um, throw it out completely means that. Rav Zaman Orbach, although he is the Machmir here, he doesn't say that there's no room for the other Shita. Ulaor kolzot, bezman chashash magifa, in the time of a magifa, she shatat chakdola besafik de rabbonin. Whereas on the one hand, it's a shatat chak mamash gadol. Regarding a safik de rabbanan, nire, shegam agon of Shlomo Zaman Orbach, hayamore, she yesh li smoch adat gudole aposkim amekilim. Says he thinks that even in such a case would be makel as long as there's no delay. Many I have uh, discussed this with one of these Talmidim. That, that is certain that that is how Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach would have passed due to the shikulim. I, if you don't say this, might, people might endanger themselves, etc., etc., and going to a shul and maybe spreading the disease, the the the, the virus. Now we know the shita of Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach uh, is a very interesting uh, shita. Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach basically said that the chances you take for an individual are not the same chances that you take for a tzibur. That means that for an individual, you know, if there's a one in a thousand chance that something's going to happen to me, it's mutter for me to do. But can you say now 10,000 people can do that? Statistically, if 10,000 people do that, 10 people are going to die. So as a tzibur, you paskin different because when you're paskining for one person, there was no 
It wasn't a given. It was one in a thousand that something's going to happen. One in a thousand beseda. Don't worry about it. You're asking for 10,000 people. So one in a thousand, that means 10 people are going to die. So you prepared to have that on your head? So says that's a klal when you do psak of safek pikuach nefesh for tzibur, the rules change. The rules change because of exactly that statistic that I gave. It's now not a safek, uh, you know, far-fetched safek. It's a, it's a given. It's a vadai. It's a vadai that if electricity goes out in a huge city, people are going to die. Because there's certain, again, no generators, et cetera, et cetera. People are going to die. Now, what's the chance if on Shabbos the electricity goes out in my house? What is the chance that there's a danger to me and my family? Less than one in a thousand. So for me, as an individual, when my lights go out, electricity goes out in my house, the need for there to be a heter or the uh, reason for there to be a heter is much lower than if the electricity goes out for the entire town. For, for the electricity to go out for the entire town, it might be bemet as opposed for the individual. Okay. So that's just a very interesting uh, psak of Ra'im uh, Kohen. He says, like over here, this is his halach lamaisa. Lamaisa. If Charlotte said to they create a ram call by telephone or by telephone, gam im yeshi huyashiyayin and a muhash bofin ragil. Even if, you know, there's a slight delay in a, a phone call, m- most people don't even notice it. Definitely a recording you cannot fulfill your obligation. Or when there is a, a, a delay that is noticeable. Now, this is what he adds in brackets. Depends how good your internet is. But often there are delays in a Zoom. And those delays are not uh, normal delays. They can be a few, you know, 10-second delays. And according to the Chazonish uh, definition of this is the Derech HaMedabrim and Derech HaShomim, that would be a problem, says Rav Raim. So according to Rav Raim, you shouldn't hear the, um, you shouldn't hear the Megillah through your computer, you should call in on the cell phone or whatever it is, put your cell phone on uh, on loudspeaker and listen to the Megillah that way. That is the opinion of Raim, Rav Raim Cohen. Again, according to pretty much everyone, this is only Bishat Adchak. And obviously, if you can, um, people should try and listen to a Megillah. Again, taking into consideration the authorities and and abiding by the laws of the authorities but if you can hear the megillah outside have an outside uh, minion in the in the park and listen to it directly that lakuli alma is better when that is not possible for different reasons people on bidud people you know there isn't a, a street minion that a person can walk to and if there is a street minion it's too cold in north america whatever it is okay so then we come up with this uh, question, as we saw, according to Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach, no real reason to be Michael. Um, That seems to be his opinion. And there are a slew of poskim that hold that way. 
Minchat Salazar, Rav Sternbuch, Rav Yaakov Ariel. On the other hand, one can arguably rely on the Rav Moshe Feinstein, Tzitzel Yezer, possibly the Chazonish, possibly Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, possibly Rav Cook, um, who seemed to imply that it would be okay. So that is uh, really a big machloikas. Uh, and yeah, yes, doctor, Bechavod. What one possible solution? A, a, a lot of people actually have a, a Megillah, post Megillah, but may not know how to read, as you said. But yeah. if you listen to uh, Zoom and then read from your Megillah along with the Zoom. Definitely, that is better. That is better. The Kulyama, if you hear it uh, and, and you read it and your ears can hear your own reading, that is the best solution. It can become quite confusing. Uh, um, uh, I know Ravman, Ravman actually, what he did was he typed himself reading the Megillah, Pasuk Ba Pasuk, and between every verse, he gave a 20-second pause. So you listen to him reading, and then you, with your kosher Megillah, read it. And you don't need to keep on pausing and stopping and pausing with your computer because he did it, he built, he read it that way. And that, that might be easier for people. Uh, so if that is a solution, but again, how many people have a kosher Megillah in their homes? So for definitely for people that have a kosher Megillah, that is certainly the best way to do it. You know, if they can read the Megillah, even if they have to listen to someone reading and then read it or, or look in the Chumash and then read it, no problem at all doing that. There's no problem at all doing that. I just don't know how many people have a kosher Megillah and how many people are able to read a Megillah, even if it is kosher. Um, many people can't read from a clef. Um, So it's just not practical for many people, but that definitely is the best solution. Okay. All right. So we will um, we'll end there today. Uh, just to summarize, I just want to summarize for, for, for the halachot, for people that are any people in Yerushalayim for, for um, Purim? No. Yes. Oh, yes. You're in Yerushalayim? Okay. Uh, so just regarding Meshulash, just very quickly. The, the Gemara basically says that we cannot read the uh, Megillah on Shabbos. The reason why we can't read the Megillah on Shabbos is we're worried uh, there's a chashash of tiltal, of hotzah. So that would apply to the people of Yerushalayim, maybe the people in uh, Tveria, maybe the people in Lod, uh, definitely people in Yerushalayim. Well, depends where in Yerushalayim, but definitely people that can see the old city. And according to most poskim, the entire area of Yerushalayim is included in that. So what do you do? So for the people of Yerushalayim, they have to read the Megillah together with the rest of Am Yisrael on the 14th. We be makdim kriyat Megillah. Okay. So they're going to read the Megillah on Thursday night. What about the other mitzvahs of the day? The Gemara says that when you give matanot lev yonim, whenever you read the Megillah, which means that matanot lev yonim should be given also on Thursday, Friday. So for those people who living in Yerushalayim, it's going to be a very weird, weird Purim. Thursday night and Friday, they're going to read the Megillah and they are going to do Matanot Lev Yonim. They don't say Alanisim. Don't say Alanisim. Then Shabbos, Shabbos, you can't read the Megillah. 
And according to most poskim, you shouldn't also do mishloch manot, right? So what do you do? You say alanisim, and you don't have the Purim Suda either because you have the Shabbos Suda, but you should add something special. So, you know, if you usually have uh, three courses on, uh, on, on Shabbos, this is the time to add a special thing or bring another salad or another, uh, add something special to make the Suda that much more special on, this, uh, on the Shabbos of Purim. Then comes Sunday. Sunday, now you have to do the Sudat Purim and you have to do Mishloch Manot. On the other hand, you don't say Alanisim. Pilei Ploim. So basically, you're going to do two mitzvahs of Matanot Levionim and Kriyat on Thursday, Friday. You're going to say Alanisim on Shabbos. You're going to, um, you're going to do um, Matanot, uh, sorry, uh, Mishloch Manot and the Sudat Purim on Sunday. Um, because the people of Yerushalayim are reading the Kriyat Megillah not in the correct time. What does it mean not in the correct time? Really, they should be reading on, on Shabbos, but they can't. So this is a big machloket. Does this mean that now when they read on Thursday night, they are reading in the incorrect time or not? Now, why is that so important? Because... There's a discussion amongst the poskim when you, if you can say the brachot, if you're reading in the incorrect time. And according to how the Bira Lacha bottom line calls it, you can only say the brachot if you read it in a minion. That means that if I'm reading, let's say I live in Yad Binyamin. So for me, uh, Purim is on the 14th. Um, and I'm going to read on Thursday night. So that's the time I should be reading. Let's say I can't get to a minion. I'm in Bidud. So I can, I, I've got a kosher Megillah. Can I say the brachot? Yes. Shouldn't say Rabbi Trivenu, but I can say the brachot, uh, I can say the brachot before. Because that's the time that I'm reading, even though I'm a yachid. However, can a person who's in Bidud in Yerushalayim, who's also reading the Megillah by himself, right? also on Thursday night, can he say the brachot? So this is, a, this is dependent on how we define the mukafim reading on Thursday night. Is that considered bismana or lo bismana? If you say it's lo bismana, you can't say the brocha unless you have a minion. So this can be quite tricky because unfortunately this year, if, if many people are going to be reading it without a minion, let's say all the people in Bidud or whatever it is. So it could be that for them, they can't say the brocha. This is a big machloket poskim. What should uh, people do in the situation of uh, in the situation of uh, mukafim? Uh, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen uh, a complete answer of whether they should say the brocha or not. I think Rav Rimon says I can say the brocha. I think Rav Rimon says I can say the brocha. If you just uh, stick with me for one second, I'll check it. One second. Um, Rav Rimon, can you see my screen? Rav Rimon put out this uh, summary, and over here he says that for Kriyat Megillah, um, over here he says um, when he has a Megillah Kshera, right? Um, 
יש לקרוא אותה מגיל הבית ציבור, משום פרסום מניסח, ניתן מעיקר הדין לקרוא אותה גם ביחידות בברכה. Right? Now then he says like this, and this is a, that, that's obviously regular times. גם מוקפים השנה יכולים להקל בשעת הצורך ולקרוא את המגילה ביחידות בברכה, וכדעת רב שלמה זלמן אורבך, אין רב עובדיה יוסף, אין רוב פוסקים. Right? But he says, but don't say הרב את ריבנו. So, okay, so that's, that's a פסק. Rav Rimon, quoting Rav Ovad Yosef, quoting Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach, a person who is a Yerushalmi reading on Thursday night in Bidud from a kosher Megillah can also say the brachot. It is considered bottom line, bizmana. Because one could say that it's not bizmana. Because, you know, it's just been makdim. According to these poskim, this becomes the bizmana for this year. Okay. So that is a, a quick so summary. Yes. Can I ask one question? Do I have yes. any problem returning to Shalom on Sunday? Say again. Am I, am I, is it, do I have any pro problem returning to Yerushalayim on the Sunday? If you Am return I bound on by Sunday. any of the mitzvot of Yerushalayim on the Sunday? Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as you, if you didn't sleep on Motzei Shabbos in Yerushalayim, it's not a problem. And if you get to Yerushalayim after Alota Shachar, it's also not a problem. So that's the, the Ikar. That you're going to come into to Yerushalayim Sunday mid-morning, you're okay. Okay. Yashakoach to everybody. Kol Tov. Kol Tov.